Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor people one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible segment on InTheBible.com. Well, hello, everyone. Yes, we are going to talk about drinking. I believe that has a lot of controversy surrounding it and whether or not it is or is not okay. So that's why we're going to look in the Bible and see what it says. Well, God commands us to obey laws. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there's no authority except that which God has established. And we realize that when we read Romans 13 to 1. It said if you disobey the law, then you're also disobeying God. But what about drinking when you become an adult? Is it okay for believers to drink? The Bible allows Christians to drink alcohol for medical reasons. Paul told Timothy, stop drinking only water and use a little wine because your stomach and your frequent illness. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. I know some people will say, oh, that was Paul. That's not God. But we need to remember before we debate that, that every word in the Bible is God breathed. And anything that the Lord has put in there, we're supposed to be following it the best of our ability, not to the point where we are feeling we got this religious spirit and have to be a particular way. That's not where what the Bible wants. You want all of us to have freedom. So when it says that, it says in Leviticus 10 and 9 also, drink no wine or strong drink, you or your sons with you. When you go into the tent meeting, lest you die. A lot of the scriptures that are surrounded around drinking has a lot to do with, well, they're strong. And if that's what you want to do and you're feeling a little slick, then you should take on that, that drink just to make sure you feel a little better. But if we look in Isaiah 24 and 9, it said, No more do they drink wine with singing. Strong drink is bitter to those who drink it. So it doesn't even taste good when we are indulging in alcohol. So we can see that it is something we should be using for our stomach. If we're not feeling well, in order to make us feel better, we know that it is a very strong drink. Not only that, it will also cause us to have impaired judgment when it comes to drinking. And we need to understand that it'll make us do things that we wish that we did not do because that's not our normal state of mind that we find ourselves in. And so if that's, it's going to cause you to be at a point where you say or do things that are going to make you upset or make you lose some precious things in your life, then we should take a careful considerations of whether drinking is good or bad. It says in Proverbs 20 and 1, wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So the Bible will clearly say that you need to be careful because it tends to lead people down the wrong path. And that's not what anyone will want in their life. They don't want to be losing things just because they're having a bad day and they want to 
take the edge off because sometimes taking the edge off will drive you over the edge. You know, so let's be careful about how much we drink if we choose to drink because God says it's okay in his word thus far if you're using it for medical reasons. Then a lot of people go into saying, okay, well, you know, Jesus turned that water into wine and you'll see, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Jesus did turn into wine and you see Jesus first miracle involved turning the water into wine at a at a wedding celebration in Cana. And you see, you see this in John two, three through 11, but then we look at Psalms one zero four and it says he makes grass to grow for the cattle and plants for man to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that's gladdened the heart of man, oil to make his face shine and bread that sustains his heart. Now, I understand that it's a celebration. I understand that some people will drink it. I, I I get that. I think that the point that it makes, and yes, it did happen at the wedding, and that it was something that he did as a celebration. I think the point that comes into play is where the Bible does forbid it as drunkenness. It's not about, can you take a sip here and there? Even though what we see is it was a celebration when it was used. If you don't feel good, then, you know, you go in and you use it. But it says you it is forbidden drunkenness because the Bible never says that you can't do alcohol itself. It's not sinful, just like the love, like it's not money that's sinful. It is drunkenness that is sinful. It does say many times that drunkenness is a sin. God say, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. Why is it that the Lord would say, okay, something that I put at a party, oh, it's good, and we should look at it and use it here and there? Well, there's some scriptures that will actually let you know. I mean, if it impairs your judgment, and it also will cause you to perish, because it says in Leviticus 10 and 9, do no, do drink no wine or strong drinks. You are say with you when you go into the tent of the meeting, lest you die. We need to be careful because strong drinks will cause you to get really sick. If you're not sick, that's what's going to happen. And I, and, and let's be careful about strong drinks because strong drink for one person is one thing versus another. We just need to realize that it's not something that we should be doing or indulging in on a regular basis or overdoing it, even if we do it once or twice. It says in Proverbs 31 and 4, it is not for kings. The Lord calls you guys kings and queens, and that's who you guys are. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rules to take strong drink. Wine is a mocker, strong drink. It, it, it's a strong drink. It, it'll lead you astray. And if you look even carefully, it says, give me strong drinks to the one who is perishing. It says, give it to somebody who's dying, a wine to those in bitter distress. You're not in distress. There's nothing here. I understand that there's situations in our lives that make us upset and make us want to do bad things or get over it and not see it. But we're not in distress to the point where we are going to die. So we look at Judges 13 and 4, and it says, Therefore, be careful and drink no wine or strong drink, 
and eat nothing unclean. But we also know in the New Testament that anything that God has said that is clean, that he say is clean, is not yet unclean. So we have to be careful that we don't start calling everything and anything unclean. But to speak specifically here on drinking, we need to realize that with drinking, it not only have bad effects on you, but it have bad effects on others. If we look at Isaiah 28 and 7, it says, These also reel with wine and stagger with drink. The priests and the prophets reel with strong drink. They are swallowed by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They reel in vision. They stumble in giving judgment. Whether you are over one person, two people, three people, or a lot of people, we need to understand that if we decide to drink, it could mess up our judgment. It, it could cause us to have bad judgment. It says, God explains in Romans 13, 4 and 1 Corinthians 1 and 8 that we should be considerate of other Christians who have different convictions than we do. Because that's not... That's, not think that everybody believes the same way. Even though we read the scriptures, everybody doesn't interpret the same. Some Christians believe that alcohol is always sinful. And even even where it says that, you know, if, if you're not feeling good, you can. If um you're having a celebration like Jesus did and you want to do a little bit here and there and it's in the Bible, some people have strong conviction that say, regardless, your body is a temple, you shouldn't do it. Now, in that regard, and their conviction should be respected, we should respect other people. God says that if your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your eating, destroy your brother from whom Christ died. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace. So we don't want our brother, sister to get so upset that we're doing something. So let's put this in to real life effect. Believers, do not go into a bar or in home and they have alcohol. You need to understand that if you start saying, hey, that's wrong, things of that nature. Yes, you are doing it in love. And yes, you do want them to stop, but you're where they are. However, if they come to your home and things of nature where you are, then those things should not be condoned because it could cause you to feel disrespected, just like it will cause them to be disrespected if you ask them in their home to stop. It says it is better not to eat meat or drink or to do anything else that could cause your brother to fall. So you don't want them to fall. If you know you got a believer or someone around you or somebody who's been struggling with alcohol for years and, and you, you pull out that wine cooler, that may very well get that person to the point that they fall back into some sinful behavior of drunkenness. It says that Paul explained in 1 Corinthians 1 and 9 that even though he was allowed to eat and drink anything he wanted, he was very careful not to do things that would hinder the gospel of Christ either. So we don't need to be at a fellowship and we're drinking because sometimes we get together and people have a lot of respect for us as believers. And the reality of it, if they see us doing something, it could cause them to fall. But not only could it cause them to fall, it could cause them to look at us totally different. Look at the Bible totally different. Look at our walk in life totally different because they're like, oh, I thought that she was saved or I thought he was saved or whatever the case may be. And then it tarnishes the Bible. It could push that person to the point that they do not want to come to Christ. It says, Paul said, though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone. 
to win as many possible to Christ. I became all things to all men so that all, by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in the blessings. So we need to realize how we conduct ourselves as believers. Whether you like one wine or two different kinds of wine or red wine or one drink or two drink of beer, your very behavior that you're doing could cause somebody who may be a baby in Christ, someone who's just trying to convert over or someone who in the Christ, in the gospel for a long time to fall. And we don't want the Bible to look bad. The Bible contains lots of warning about tempting and dangerous. It is to get involved in alcohol. A wise mother told her son is not for kings. Remember, once again, God calls us kings to be partaking in these drinks. And then we have Solomon, one of our wisest men ever that lived and said, do not gaze at wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. In the end, it bites like a snake and poison like a viper. And we can see that in Proverbs 23 and 31. So we need to realize that it may look good. It may smell good. But it is dangerous and it is poison. And it does do things to your body on the inside. But everybody has their own personal conviction. Just know this. The defined line is realizing that God says no drunkards are going to go to heaven. And that's having more than one drink. And it causing you to be very belligerent, very aggravated with people, wanting to fight other individuals, having impaired judgment to the point that you put somebody else's life in danger. That's where we begin to understand that alcohol is not good for us. And if it's going to cause you to get to that point, I would say, praying as God, is this something I really need to take out of my life? Because, yeah, we'll say, oh, yeah, I see the parts in the Bible where it says, okay. However, some of us take it a little bit too far. Some of us are all too well in a scenario that we wish we could take it back. And, yes, God does forgive us for it. But if you realize that you drink that drink, it's going to cause somebody not to come to Christ. It's going to cause God to look bad. Or it's going to cause you to lose some different things in your life. My brother and sister, I would take careful careful note of whether or not I believe that is something God will want in my life. The Bible passage us that it is often wise to totally stay away from alcohol since it can be a difficult thing to control. We don't have control over it. You have control over turning off this button and not listening to this session anymore. We have control over being able to lay down and go to sleep. We have control over whether or not we want to get in our car and go drive somewhere. But when it comes to alcohol, that's one of those things that'll fool you and you'll think that you got it, but then it may it will seduce you. Alcohol can easily seduce you, and before you know it, it controls you. So, my brothers and sisters, if you find yourself here dealing with alcoholism and it's taking control of your life, I want to pray for you today to ensure that this spirit is not on you anymore. Father God, I thank you and I praise you for every listener on here and my sisters and brothers who are battling with alcoholism. I pray, Lord, that you take the, the very taste and smell out of their mind, that they no longer have a desire for it anymore. I ask you, God, to wash and cleanse them. Make them free of this spirit. Lord, fill them up with your Holy Spirit. Let them run for you like leaven before. 
Let them understand that you are the Lord of their life and you will give them the fruit and the joy and they'll make everything and you will make everything all right. And that all they need to do is confess with their mouths and believe in their heart that you've saved them and that you've sanctified them and you've delivered them and they will yet be free. Well, my brother and sister, if you told the Lord today that you want to be with him and that you repent of the sin that you call yourself in, just say that I am free. Believe it, walk in it, in the mighty name of Jesus. And don't let ever anything take you back to that place again. Thank you for listening to today's session on InTheBible.com. Until next time, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. For questions, please email us at questions at in hyphen the hyphen bible dot com.